When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Live in the Bream with host of Fox News at Night, Shannon Bream. This week on Live in the Bream, I am so excited to have somebody with us. First time visitor. I saw her perform recently at the Kayla Fan Awards in Nashville. And I've always been blown away by her song. But man, in person, she proves that she has pipes. There is no editing. This, this voice is real. And what I want to talk to her about today is what's behind the voice and behind the song. Katie Nicole joins us um, as a chart topper, as a, a woman that you will recognize her song in Jesus name, the God of possibilities. Katie, welcome. Hi. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> we are so excited to have you. I got to tell you, um, my sister-in-law, Michelle, I will give her a shout out here, has been your number one fan forever from the very, very, very beginning. So. Um, when we got to see you at the Caleb Awards, she was like, I'm so jealous. I said, it was fantastic and amazing. And I know there's always been this reference to what's behind that song. So tell us a little bit about the song, how it came together um, and where it came from. Yeah. So um, a couple of years ago, I started writing in a prayer journal and that was how I would pray and I would talk to God. Um, and this prayer journal was just something that I was really dedicated to. Um, and it was my intentional time with God every single day. Um, I I've always loved to write too. So like, this was something that was very natural for me. Um, in August of 2001, or 2001, 2021, um, (laughs) were you alive in 2001? (laughs) I I was one years old. That would have been very interesting if I had written. Wow. If you're, if you're writing this song at one, Definite prodigy time. (laughs) No. So um, I wrote this song called God of Possible. And um, the bridge of that song, I took it home and I played it on the piano and I posted a little clip to TikTok. And um, funny thing was, is that I've been posting on TikTok also for the last two years. Um, And basically, I just made content for the week and I never really thought about it. it was just something that I did um just wanted to hopefully promote music and Jesus and all of those things and so I played this song on the piano and then I felt like there was something in the song I felt like there was something special to it that I really I really resonated with and I hoped that others would re- resonate with as well and so I prayed over this video and um I said God use this even if it's only for one person then that was the only person I was supposed to to reach with the song. Mm -hmm. And I left the video for a little while. And when I came back, I saw 1 million people had seen this video. And I really, I really did not expect that. Like it was not something that I had, like I did not intend for this video to do anything crazy like that. And God just kind of took something so small and, and just turned it into something massive and used it for his, his mighty name. And so, um, after that, I I've, I was already signed to a record label at that time. And so I showed them what was going on. I was like, guys, look at this. <laughs> um, and they said, okay, 
go finish the song because the original song was God of Possible and it wasn't even the same vibe that this little clip was in the TikTok video. And so I had to go and I had to sit with this song for three or four months before I realized, okay, I need to give this to God and I need to let him lead me through this. And um, I'm telling you every word that I wrote of that song was an encounter with the Lord and an encounter with his presence. And um, once the song was finally completed um, and it's now in Jesus name, God of possible. um, I went back into my prayer journal from a few years ago and I saw how the words of that song were was a prayer I was praying over myself. I was praying those exact words um, through some of the hardest seasons of my life. And now I get to pray that over others, which is really cool. Yeah. And it's been such an encouragement to people, by the way. So folks know it holds the record for the longest held number one debut single for female on both the Christian airplay and hot Christian songs charts. It is everywhere. If you listen to Christian music at all, you know the song. Um, It's ingrained in you. um, The words just, um, you know, the peace that seems to come from what you say um, in these courses Mm -hmm. and in these words. Um, Are are you surprised because you had that early feeling that there was maybe something special or maybe some divine intervention um, with this project as it was coming together? Are you surprised at the response to it? Oh, absolutely. You know, I... I've always had hopes that, you know, one of my songs would resonate with people. And, you know, I think we all do as musicians, you know, we, we want our songs to do well, obviously, but, you know, I was writing things that were in my heart. And honestly, these were words I didn't even think I would ever share because they were words that literally came out of my prayer journal. Um, But I feel like when I saw this happening, I just said, oh my goodness, God is so good. God is so good to and so kind to do this. Like he didn't have to do that. He doesn't have to do anything like that, but he did. And I just praise him every single time I see something like that happening. Like these major, you know, milestones that I've been hitting, I just can't even believe. It's always, I feel like it's, it's always such a blessing to see that knowing that um, we as humans aren't capable of what's happening. So it makes it easy um, for us to give God the glory in that um, we know it's beyond our own abilities or even our own hopes and dreams. And it's such a confirming almost um, that it's uh, something he's using and we're just part of the message and part of the messenger um, in in sharing that. Um, I know that you've referenced that you had some tough times and there were some really low points for you that some of these these ideas and these words came from. Can you share part of that with us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've struggled with my health for as long as I can remember. And in 2015, I was told that I was going to need to have metal rods and screws placed into my spine due to severe scoliosis. And um, that was incredibly scary. And I honestly, you know, it was one of those times where I was like, I there were so many unknowns that I just had to trust God. I had to trust that God was going to um, do something great through this trial that I was about to face. Um, When I got to the other side of this surgery, unfortunately I was in excruciating pain. Um, That was not just physical for me, but it was also a mental, I was dealing with mental health issues for the first time in my entire life. Mm -hmm. Um, I dealt with depression and anxiety that was so severe that I had reached this place in my life where I just, I didn't want to do it anymore. 
I didn't want to face the pain anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was, you know, spending a lot of time in bed and just, you know, feeling hopeless. I felt like I had nothing left to give the world. Um, and there was one day where I just said, God, I can't do this and I don't want to do this. And I picked up a bottle of pills that was sitting on my dresser and I immediately that, that bottle of pills fell out of my hand, which was just kind of like, okay. It was like, I didn't, I didn't just drop that bottle of pills, but no, I, I believe that was God that day. And, um, I just felt him saying to me, like, I'm not done yet. I'm not done with you. And, I had to trust those words for three long years of my life where I was going from doctor to doctor, trying to figure out why I was in pain. Um, was it truly just in my head? Was I just depressed? Was I just dramatic? What was it? You know? And, um, I had gotten to a place where I really did feel like I was going crazy and, you know, maybe I wasn't feeling what I was feeling, but, um, eventually a doctor came onto my, uh, team at my hospital. And she said to me, she was like, I believe you're in the pain that you're in and we're going to fix this. And, I was then told that the only option was to remove the metal rods and screws that had been placed in mm. 2015. And that was also re- really scary. But for some reason, I just had this peace inside of me that that was what needed to be done. Um, that this metal was not meant to be inside of my body. Something was wrong. And I knew that. Um, so in 2018, I had that all removed. And when I came out of the surgery, you know, the depression I had felt like a dark smoke cloud that just had consumed my life. And so when I came out of the surgery, all of a sudden I could see the light again for the first time. There wasn't a single window in my ICU room, but God was in that room because I could see something. And it was, it was hope for me. It was hope for me in that moment. And, um, after that surgery, they actually took x-rays and saw that my spine was actually straighter without the metal rods and screws in it. And medically that just didn't make sense to (laughs) a lot of the team. They were kind of just like, okay, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) And (laughs) I was like, praise God. Yay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, it just, it was a miracle that had happened. And, um, I did end up finding out shortly after having that second surgery, I did have an underlying condition as well, um, called Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. And, Um, so that's a chronic illness that I deal with, uh, even to this day. And so I'd like to say that I'm just on a healing journey and throughout, you know, my entire life, that's how it's going to be. And that's how it is for everyone is we're all on this healing journey. And, um, eventually we will reach ultimate healing one day. So, yeah, you're so right. I mean, everybody has struggles and I don't know about you. I've Mm -hmm. I've been through something very similar to your story where you have years of, physical and emotional pain and mental struggles, um, as you go from doctor to doctor. And, um, you know, I prayed during that, uh, you know, God, if you're not going to remove this thorn in my side, lead me to the right doctor. And that person, mm-hmm. I'm so glad she came into your life because it makes all the difference to have maybe a fresh set of eyes and somebody who can, yeah. if God says, I'm not going to heal you, not in the way or the prayer that you might think would be best or easiest, but I am going to give you people to walk you through this. I'm going to walk through it with you. Um, and like you said, just getting that glimmer of hope back. We know as human beings, gosh, it's the most powerful, potent thing that can help us when we're struggling. Um, and what a lifeline just to have this wonderful doctor and that bit of hope that came back into your life. Um, I love hearing that part of your story. Um, tell us more about where you're from, how you grew up, how you knew that music was your thing. Yeah. 
Um, so I grew up in two different places. I grew up in Illinois and I grew up in Arizona. So I lived in Illinois until I was 12 years old. And then we moved, um, you know, I've taken vocal lessons throughout my life, but I, I would like to think it started, you know, just because there was a song that was always in my heart. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and God just kind of placed that in me. I was always, always singing as a kid. And, um, I was in church choir. I was, I was being in music no matter like what, like there was just, it was always in me. Um, so I grew up with that love, you know, my family wasn't necessarily musical. So, um, it was just something that I was trying to figure out. And, um, when I moved to Arizona, when I was 12, um, I kind of started to like do little competitions and started, um, learning different techniques for vocals you know, things. And eventually I was gifted a ukulele and that ukulele was like (laughs) the the start of me musically kind of starting to figure some stuff out that I hadn't learned before. And, um, it actually helps me start writing music. And so I wasn't really writing Christian music at that time. I wasn't really as into Christian music at that time either. I was 16, 15 years old. And so, um, I was into a lot of pop music and country music. So I was writing a lot of that kind of stuff and love songs, but I didn't really know anything about love because I'd never had a boyfriend. <laughs> so I don't know where that was coming from. That wasn't a very good inspiration. Um, but when I was 18, I started leading worship. And so something new kind of started to happen within me um, where I just felt the Holy Spirit for the first time. And I realized, you know what, my songs are a lot better when Jesus is the center of them. So I um, I started writing songs that were not only inspired by, you know, events that had happened in my life, but inspired by Jesus and, you know, some of the cries that I've had in my heart for a really long time. And, you know, hopefully those things feel like not just my story, but everyone's story. Yeah, of course. I think that everybody who hears um, this song in Jesus name, they immediately snap to something in their own life, in their own mind that they're walking through or that they've walked through. I think the video is so powerful. It makes me cry whenever I see it. It's just um, a beautiful expression and knowing that it can apply to so many different things and so many different lives to every individual Mm -hmm. who hears it. Um, I know you have a lot of things going on um, in the world of music, Toby Mac, Newsboys, Skillet Crowder. What, What else is going on for you out there? Yeah. So I am, you know, I'm out playing shows constantly and I just, you know, released my debut EP, which is a lot more songs. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. My goodness. It's just been, it's been quite the journey of writing those songs. So I'm always in a writer's room um, when I can, so that I can continue to write these songs and keep sharing more and more of my heart. Um, And so I'll be out on tour in the fall with Jeremy Camp, and I'm just going to be out playing shows as much as I can, just connecting with anyone and everyone, just because I want to hear the stories of how these songs are, are impacting lives and God is using them. We'll have more Live in the Bream in a moment. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
So how do you manage um, the health issues that you have with being on the road, with um, being super busy, pulled in, I'm sure, many, many different directions um, as you keep your career going? Um, You know, how do you manage all these things? You know, it's, it's all about balance. It's about taking care of yourself. And so I have to be mindful of, you know, getting exercise, eating right and all of those things. Um, but not only that, just being in a good mental space is, is very important for me. And so, you know, I'm having a lot of prayer time in my days and, um, you know, maybe even a little bit extra more than before any of this started to, to happen in my life. I feel like I just need God so much more in my life at this moment. And I, I mean, maybe it's just the state of everything, but Mm -hmm. I just, I'm so thankful for those moments that I get to spend with God. And, um, he is my strength. He is my strength. And I think that's where the balance comes from. Um, I constantly am praying for the energy and for the motivation that I need to get through the day. And God is always, always faithful to me in those moments. You know, you talked about, um, you being in a deep place of depression and just how difficult it is when you live with chronic pain, it is just nearly impossible to keep yourself from going to that place. Mm-hmm. Do you find, or do you find now that the Christian community is more um, open with conversations about mental health, about seeking mm-hmm. help if you need that beyond um, your own circle? Um, you know, do you feel like we're, we're having better conversations about acknowledging like, Hey, it's a real thing and it's okay to get help. You know, I think that we're, we're going in the right direction. I would definitely say that we are, you know, taking the steps that we need to being open and honest about that kind of stuff. Um, I just never had a hard time talking about it myself. And so I don't really filter that. I just believe that we all deal with these things. I mean, I don't know that I've ever met a person who hasn't dealt with some sort of you know, mental struggles. Um, and I think that there are a lot of artists that are also, you know, taking the right steps in being open and honest about those things. Um, I don't think we should shy away from talking about that kind of stuff. If we, if we do, then we're not being honest and we're not actually, we're not being human. That's human Mm -hmm. nature. We, we all have these struggles. And so if we're not being human, then we're faking it. And I don't want to fake it. I want to be as authentic and real as possible. Yeah. And I think in that vulnerability is where we find the most ability to help others too, to know that they're not alone as they walk through these things that Mm -hmm. um, it's not uncommon and it's not a sin. And, you know, if you got to reach out and have these conversations or seek help, please do. Um, I want to ask you about something that happened just a few days ago for you. You made your debut at the Grand Old Opry. What the heck (laughs) was that like? That was incredible. I have dreamed of that since I was like 11 years old. Um, I, I had my first trip to Nashville when I was 11 years old. And not only did I see people that were just, you know, following their dreams, but I saw this, these two big buildings, the Ryman and the Grand Ole Opry and standing outside both of those places. I said, one day, I'm not going to be standing outside of this place. I'm going to be standing on the stage inside. And so being able to just have that dream come true was unbelievable. And I praise God for that just every single day that, you know, that a dream came true. You know, he knows those dreams in our heart. He does. So standing on that stage where, gosh, every legend um, in the music business, especially in um, country and in Christian and gospel has been on that stage. I mean, what did it feel like to walk out there and like, I'm Katie Nicole, and this is me (laughs) stepping on the stage of the Grand Old Opry. Oh my goodness. I mean, I think the first word would probably be, I just felt so undeserving of that, but I was (laughs) so thankful to God in that. It just, 
it's pretty crazy. I mean, I've never seen, experienced anything like that in my life. And, um, and you really are reminded of just the legends who have stood in the same, you know, that Opry circle, like it's just kind of a surreal thing. I, I, I don't even know if I have the right words to describe what that felt mm-hmm. like because it was just unbelievable and I was so overjoyed. Yeah, to really see the fruition of a dream come to reality is the, one of those moments in life. Oh, okay, before we let you go, um, do you have any time to have fun? And what do you do in your downtime? I absolutely do have time to have fun. And honestly, I think the time is that you make time, you know, and, and you really take advantage of each little thing, like each little moment you want to, you want to be as present as possible because you don't want to miss what's happening all around you. Um, but I would say, you know, I just, I try to see the joy in the little things too. So I'm always having fun, but, um, I think some of my hobbies just include going outside. I love being in nature. Um, I just always feel closest to God, especially when I'm, you know, in, um, the mountains or on the beach or something like that. Those are some of my favorite things to do. And, um, I just love soaking up the sun too. It's just one of my favorite things. Vitamin D. We all need some of it. And, um, I'm a born and raised in Florida girl and you spending your time in Arizona, you probably miss it when you don't have it. It it feels like, uh, an extra blessing sort of, I, I think I'm looking at my window right now, my office and there is sun sunlight dappling all over the trees. And I think, gosh, I'm just so thankful for days like that. It really does kind of lift your mood. Um, Kenny, Nicole, thank you so much for making time for us. Your brand new project is out, um, this week. So if people love in Jesus name and they clearly do, um, they'll find encouragement and inspiration in the rest of your brand new music, Mm -hmm. um, that you have shared with us, uh, in the world. So thank you for that. God bless you. And we'll look for you tour. Oh, thank you so much. This has been such a blessing today. That's it. Katie Nicole on this week's Live in the Bream. I'm Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com.